Uh, Joel, it is a privilege to speak to you. I'm a big fan of your work. I uh, love, I, I love Avatar, and honestly, Dodgeball is one of my favorites. I absolutely love oh, those films. Um, I'm I'm glad to hear that. You know that there's a Dodgeball sequel in the works right now. I wondered if that was true. This is not this is not breaking news. I don't want to. Uh, this is they have already announced it uh, that they're working on it. But yeah, we're all we're all very excited to to see you know what comes of that. It could be very fun. I I very much would be up for that. I it's uh, honestly I this is a weird story. I don't know why I'm telling you this, but we're talking about them as well. So um, I saw Dodgeball in theaters the night before my wedding. That's what I did oh, before wow. I got married. I went and saw Dodgeball. So <laughs> have a good laugh right before you before you make a big decision. That's good. That, That's that was it. Yeah. Seemed like the right Makes choice. sense. Yeah, that tracks. <laughs> Well, I, I'm excited to talk to you about some other woman as well, because this film is great. I did not know what I was in for. And even as I was watching it, I was wondering what I was in for. Yeah. Um, what What was it that drew you to the script? What excited you about the story? A lot of what you just said, you know, that 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 I, I love. Um, I love Gaslight films. I love the old sort of Hitchcock to Palma movies that, that, that inspired uh, what this became. Um, and I really think that, you know, dissecting the character of man, woman, you know, whoever would be in the lead here while you're going through it is, I think, very interesting. And it's worthy to talk about it. It's 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 worthy to give uh, give my interpretation of how someone can go through the trauma of life. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of shit. There's a lot of baggage. There's a lot of things that you have to deal with. And and, you know, our the sort of the, the way that our brains work can really be expressed in a lot of different ways. Um, so, you know, is this a psychological drama where it's just, she's just going through a break? Is this a Caribbean haunt where, you know, there's some sort of outside force that is uh, determining some things that are happening? Um, is this Peter's story? Is it Peter's, you know, it, 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 this is what a lot of people brought to me after watching it. Um, and one of the things that I was attracted to in the original version that Josh Long wrote, uh, which, you know, halfway through reading it, I was like, oh, this is, oh, it's all Peter. Peter's gaslighting, you know, that this is all his, his way to kind of get what he needs um, from both of these characters. Um, but I, I believe that I gave enough clarity to answer enough questions, but leave an audience sort of wanting for uh, some conversation or maybe to watch it again, just to pick up all the little Easter eggs that I've dropped in there. There's a lot. There's there's Easter eggs in every, almost every scene of this movie that if you go back and watch it, you can really see uh, it all come to light in the in the next round. So I encourage people to go back and watch it again in theaters while it's in theaters. <laughs> I, I would as well, <laughs> because you know, honestly, this is one of those films that you feel like you have to piece together after after the fact because there's so many threads that are playing out. And I love what you're saying there because I'm having those same questions too. I'm like, whose story is this? Who's yeah. the narrator? Whose vision is it? Um, and and by the end, you're right. Like it sort of settles settles in. I don't want to say settles down, but it settles in. Um, but all the way through it, you're just it, there are so many different ways of seeing the world that are brought up that it, it really is a fascinating journey. You know, just to comment on that, that's a lot of that really came together from the performances of my three lead actors. 
Um, Amanda Crew is phenomenal. She, they're, they're, you know, if you really uh, just take her performance alone through all of this, that's so tough to go through. You know, imagine reading that script for the first time and then seeing that flip of lead character and and then fig working out how how to be determined enough to be able to you know end this character storyline with a really promising note a, a very sort of empathetic and promising note uh, right at the end um but you know uh, amanda dug real deep to get in to get in here and i would recommend um interviewing her as well because she can tell you some personal uh uh stuff that was going on at the at the time that really allowed her to dig even deeper than i was expecting um i am proud of her performance. I love, obviously, Tom and Ashley's performances here. All of them had a really hard job. You know, Peter's storyline just is so, it's qualified by its natural behaviors. He yeah. never feels like he is winking to, to the audience. You know, a lot of people obviously um, interpret this as him potentially being the gaslighting person, you know, that that is leading all of this. Um, and I like that. I think that that's great. And that just that just uh, lends to how valuable that character is and how much uh, how great that performance is by Tom. I'd work with him anytime. He's just such so fantastic. He dug in. He you know, we we spent long nights trying to work out all the different intricacies of that character. Um, and I think that we brought to light some really important uh, performance pieces for him as a as an adult now getting out of those you know younger uh, roles that he had and really um latching on to uh these adult characters and boy did he in in this um and just his ability to sort of naturally go from uh one lead character to a female lead to another female lead uh is really hard i don't think people understand how hard that is um, and, you know, and again, just Ashley Green, I've worked with her many times. I've known her for uh, the better part of my time here in Los Angeles, uh, and she just is great. She always shows up and she always delivers. So I'm very happy with uh, all, all three of them. And I think that, you know, when when you think about the story, it sort of has three different storylines, right? You have that um coming out of a trauma maybe a fever dream and i experienced that i had to you know we all had to be in quarantine when we were shooting this uh, in the middle of the pandemic um and so you know you spend 15 days in a room you experience what it feels like to be boxed into your own reality uh and so i think for amanda that that did a lot of good for her character and obviously there's trauma that happens right you know that you find out about very early on in this i don't want to give any anything away but that almost acts as like uh, uh, the, the bad guy of the movie, right? That particular trauma, and it ignites something in her, a fissure of, of, uh, uh, of identity um, that allows for this other thing in the ocean to come, to come and advance on her uh, reality and chip away at that reality just scene by scene and day by day until that is completely taken over. And why would then she endeavor to get back into that life at that point? You got to dig real deep as an actor to be able to have the strength to kind of bring all of that back at the end. And I just think that she did such a fantastic job doing it in such a strange story. Well, you're you're absolutely right. The entire cast does a great job of pivoting because it must have been constantly pivoting. Like you said, you know, you, like 
you've got characters that are in in one scene they're 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 married and they're living this perfect life and then the next scene they're they're on the outside looking in and it's just this constant reshuffling of the deck yeah um it, it is interesting one of the things about this film it taps into the idea of the perfect life and so i would ask you this is that a fever dream in and of itself in your mind is it is a is a perfect life even possible in in any way is the grass greener on the on the other side or does it come with its own complications one of the big questions uh in the second half of this movie is why did I add, or why did the writers add this storyline of complications with uh, Sal, with Rick Fox's character, with Peter yeah. and Sal? And the reason, and why is there sort of this mirrored version of cheating? Of you know, is there an element of infidelity in this? Well, both of those are to examine some personal things that I've been through, some stuff that uh, came from the from iterations of this story, but like to examine. That exact question, is the grass greener on the other side? I, I don't think it is. I think that our realities, we have to make uh, do with what we've been given. And we have to get through the struggles and the strife um, and earn our stripes, you know, as uh, as husbands or wives or, or just single people going through, you know, through life. There is no wrong journey these days. But with in the particulars of this story, you know, a lot of what we were trying to find is how to tell these uh, how to how to how to amplify the the these little moments of the characters, and I would sometimes just throw the dialogue of a scene out and just say, okay, we got that a few times. You just go, just give me your version of it. And some of the best moments in this movie came out of them just digging in and mm -hmm. finding those those moments for themselves. The emotional state. I can't I can't tell Amanda to be emotional. I have to I have to help her experience why she should why there is emotions written into this scene and why she should feel these things and she just has to take that and uh you know I I think that all three of them did such a fantastic job of finding those the the depths of those characters so as you're filming it are you so, like you gave them a lot of space to to create as well as tell the story yeah. oh yes and they were sometimes it was grueling on them sometimes when you know it, it you're 2 30 in the morning and you're you know you're in pitch dark you're having to figure out uh uh where we were because you don't shoot a movie i mean most people know this but some don't you don't shoot a movie front to back you shoot it all out of order so how does ashley go from from take wanting to take over this you know from some version of taking over a life to then being completely sincere in in not even knowing that that happened and just trying to uh, identify with the other side of this character, which is just trying to be the best wife that she can be. How does Pete, how does Tom Felton's character go from earnestly uh, uh, relying on confidence of their, of her, his relationship with Eve, Amanda, uh, Amanda's character and flipping that to the complications and the strife that he has with Ashley character when she gave him everything that he supposedly wanted, which again, it yeah. goes back to asking the question, is that what you, you know, is that what you want? Is that really what we want? Um, and I think that at the end, while we give a silver lining and we give some um, empathy and some positivity to Eve, to the story, to that final character arc, it's left with a lot of really good questions um, that I've 
that I've, you know, that I'm still getting in social media right now. What does this mean? What does that mean? And I'll, all I say is you have to come up with your interpretations yourself. You know, I've given it all to you. It's there in, in a rewatch, you'll pick up, you know, more and more every time you watch it. And, and you know, a word you've mentioned a couple of times that I think is really well uh, understated, but absolutely descriptive of the film is empathy because the film empathizes in every scene, almost with everybody. Um, which is hard to do. Like, you know, you've got scenes where, you know, you talk about who's gaslighting, who's gaslighting and whatnot, but there's still, there's an empathy for Tom. There's an empathy for Ashley. There's an empathy for me as they're, as they're performing in each of these scenes, it's a constant, uh, just that their characters are all enduring something at any yeah. given moment, uh, which I appreciated, you know, it's not, it's not clear necessarily it's like oh this is the villain we're supposed to boo them when they're on screen it's not that type of film it's yeah that that's actually what what um what uh, you know the original script didn't have the fisherman storyline in it hmm. and we added this sort of caribbean haunt so that as to um execute something that you could almost point a finger at a bad guy so that you stopped trying to point the finger at peter or ashley or any hmm. uh, sorry peter or um renata or anybody uh, in particular in the cast, because I wanted people to also allow for for themselves to interpret this as there is no enemy between the three of them. This is all I, identifying what identifying trauma, past trauma, um, uh, you know, the specifics of obviously, you know, um, pregnancy can be very um, uh, or losing a pregnancy can be very traumatic for uh, for a woman. Um, but, but, you know, taking that to the next level and allowing for someone to be in such a boxed in area. Right. And I, I love that they had to spend 15 days in quarantines in, in the middle of the pandemic before they did this, because it, it, they identified with being boxed in right before shooting this. Um, and, and I think that that added this extra layer of emotion that, um, allowed for these incredible performances that obviously, you know, with a lot of pushing from me, but giving them space to really find what it is, what, what was important in the scene. Sometimes that was my question. What's important for you in this scene? Forget what the, what the words say. What, what do you need as a character? What do you need out of this scene? And they would just start going, just start bantering. And we would pick it up and my incredible, uh, uh, DP, my cinematographer, JP Bernier, who's French Canadian and just is such an absolute talent. Um, he would, you know, and, and a patient individual, he would have to just be jumping on. Sometimes I would just sneak over and I'd say, record, you know, shoot, shoot this, shoot this. They're in it. They're in it. Just shoot it. So we wouldn't even call an action. We would just start to get something that they were in a rehearsal trying to go through. And I would just say, everybody quiet. Let's just let them get into it. So there was this sort of natural um, emotional quality that came out of these scenes. And uh, I, I think that, that that we benefited from that. That's that's amazing. So I mean, it, they're they're really actively involved in creating these moments together, and I think that's really uh, really cool, especially considering that these characters are so. Um, I I want to say almost relatable. I want to like relate. The situation yeah. isn't, but I mean, what they're going through and the the pain that they're dealing with. It like you said, these life traumas that they're grappling yeah. with. Um. I, I really appreciate it. And oh my gosh, um, Joel, we're out of time. Um, thank you so much. 
Um, it's wonderful to chat with you. I really appreciate it. The film is great, and I wish you the best. Thanks so much for your time. I, I appreciate that. Thank you. Indie th in, in, indie filmmaking is alive. It's back in theaters. We want we want indies to be in theaters. Uh, you know, it's th there is room for that. It doesn't have to be the big Marvel movies every time. People want to go to theaters. So I appreciate you, you know, getting the word out about this movie. And I think people will really enjoy this in theaters. I do too. I do too. And I hope they go to see it as well. Thanks so much. I appreciate Thanks it. A Have lot. a great day. Appreciate it. Okay. Thanks, Joe.